Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. On today's episode of NFP, the artist Awful Eye joins me. We talk about his experience of losing his eyesight and how he's overcoming the barriers of blindness to continue creating his art. We talk about how he got into the NFT scene, future goals he has, and the ways that he finds to assist him in creating art despite his loss of sight. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Right on. Got Awful Eye on NFP with me today. Thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. So we were just talking the other day on Twitter Spaces, had a little chat, got to know each other a little bit. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that you're uh, starting up now is Twitter Spaces with just different people in uh, Web3 or what was the idea there? Well, the goal... Um, all right. You know how you see people on Twitter. I talking probably should about... ask you this before being on your Twitter spaces, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's cool. But um, the, you know how you see people on Twitter talking about, hey, friend, hey, friend, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, my thing is. Are they really uh, friends? Yeah. yeah exactly. And <laughs> how can you um call somebody a friend when you've never even had like an actual conversation with them? Because yeah. to me. I feel like that's how friendships are built through actual real conversations with no script, no anything like what we've done. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's my goal is to make friendships and uh, show artists. And, but I want to, I want to, uh, I guess show artists as like people because everybody knows that we're artists. Like everybody in the space knows that we're artists and we mm -hmm. create crypto art or NFTs or whatever. And so, but what I, what I was thinking was not a lot of people know us as people, you know? Like, right. And we're kind of a that, brand almost. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do was, um, I mean, like, like with you, we, we hardly even talked about your art, you know? No, we didn't and actually. <laughs> I don't think we did, but, um, we did. Yeah. oh man i'm sorry but uh, don't be sorry it's just it was a natural conversation we just kind of let it flow wherever that's fine yeah but it uh yeah that's <laughs> that's how i wanted it to be too um because people can go to your your twitter and find your art and everything but they can't go to your twitter and actually like get to know you as a person yeah exactly Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I wanted to do was get to know people and actually build friendships and, um, right. you know, try something different because I right. haven't, I have, I've, I've been to Twitter spaces where it's just a bunch of shill. I mean, it's a shill space. Yeah. Where you just get mm -hmm. on there and talk about your art and buy stuff my and, art. Yeah. And I, yep. I mean, which, I, I mean, it's cool to promote yourself and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just, I, I want to get to know people. I want to 
I want to build long-term relationships where we, well, where we get to know each other. And because mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm. like we all have a unique story and it, uh, it turns out a lot of people that I've met have, have a similar background as me, like from music and stuff. And right. I never would have guessed that. And mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been able to make some pretty good friendships and, uh, it's, it's, it's happening in a, it's evolving in a way right. that mm -hmm. I I really didn't expect because I mean, it's just, I don't think a lot of people do that type of thing. They just like get on there and they, like I said, they talk about their art and then that's it. But mm -hmm. you don't. So really let's talk know. about your art. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can, but it, I do a, want to. But yeah, no, you make a good point, it, you know, and the thing is that, you know, with something like Twitter, um, if you just stick Twitter and you don't get into things like, say, podcasts or spaces or whatever, it's kind of an empty experience, really, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, because you're not really connecting with people at any kind of depth. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I get you. I mean, not everybody's into that, but. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people want to stay anonymous. They don't want to give out any, any details, which is fine. Right. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really want to get to I like I like getting to know people. I'm I'm old. So <laughs> well, I say I'm old, but um when I was growing up, there wasn't like the internet and stuff like that. And you had to what? go out and actually, there was yeah. no internet. What well, did you do all day? Oh man, we rode bicycles <laughs> and skateboards and actually get this. We had a phone with a with a rotary thing on it. Like what's a rotary thing? Exactly. I'm just Sorry, I'm just being a jackass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, you're you're old enough to remember that too. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it just that was how we connected was in real life. We got to know each mm -hmm. other. And if you didn't like somebody, there wasn't any hiding it. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember, I have I have this old T-shirt, and it has a, a Walkman, a picture of a Walkman on it, and it's oh, good uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a junior high teacher, and so I asked the students, I'm like, so what do you think this thing is on here, right? Because it didn't say Walkman on it, oh. and they most of them thought it was some old phone, like they thought it was a phone, <laughs> like you know, like one of the first cell phones or whatever. They had no clue what it was. <laughs> Oh it was my funny. goodness! Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, times have changed. That kind of stuff, you know. There's still always an appeal for kind of the, you know, throwback stuff. Like I'm sure there's kids out there that are rocking Walkmans right now, right? Because it's cool. Because it's old. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, and I, I saw this. Um, speaking of Walkmans, I saw this video. Uh, there was this guy that was going up to younger people and showing them a cassette tape. And they were trying to figure out how to turn it on. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's technology moves so fast, right? Like, you know, kids don't even buy CDs or DVDs or any of that stuff anymore, right? It's just all and I remember digital, when which CDs is why, which out. is why for them, like NFTs are not a big stretch, right? Like, yeah. oh, you know, man. for, for kids, it's like, well, yeah, it's digital. So what, like, what's, <laughs> what's the problem here? Right. Whereas yep. for our generation, it's like, but it's not, you're not buying anything physical. It's like, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> there's lots of stuff we buy that's not physical, you know, and yep. for kids, it's like not a big deal at all. You know, they're already buying 
you know, Fortnite skins and I don't know. Fortnite's a little old now. If you were to say yeah. that to thirteen year old, they would cringe. You'd be like Fortnite, <laughs> that's <laughs> like for like old people. <laughs> uh, but my anyway, nephew, my nephew, he um, speaking of that, he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, um, can I have twenty bucks?" I was like, "Yeah," and I pulled a twenty dollar bill out of my out of my wallet. He was like. What is no, no, I want to buy something on um, what it uh, Roblox, and I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't gonna do that, like, you, <laughs> you can't. So, I had to, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna put my um debit card on there because kids be they'll be kids sometimes, but um, oh, yeah, they'll be like, hey, <laughs> I got access to this now, sweet, yep. <laughs> so, I went and bought him a gift card and like that was so weird to me that like i mean i i get it i totally get it but it just it just felt weird like you're you're literally buying basically like the same thing that i'm doing and mm -hmm. yeah it's not that different <laughs> no <laughs> but it was i i i still don't get that game he tried to show me and i'm like yeah yeah, I mean, it's one of those, that game's been around for years, right? I think it's more yeah. about just the community and being a part of it and kids, you know, same thing with Minecraft. Like, it's grown so much and, mm -hmm. you know, kids get into all the mods and whatever. So, yeah. yeah. But hey, let's, let's, let's talk art, okay? Let's okay. talk about you. Let's talk about your story. Um, it's a unique story. You know, you have talked openly about the fact that you are losing your eyesight mm -hmm. and... I really like to know more about how that's affected you as an artist, because obviously being an artist and not having eyesight, well, you know, it's a pretty significant complication. So yeah. how do you, you know, how do you um, feel inspired to create, you know, with that? And uh, you've talked about the fact that it, it's worsening. Yeah. Maybe you can share about that. Um. Well, I've, I've actually it 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 used to be scarier than it is okay. now because mm -hmm. I, um like like I told you before when I got into crypto art it was to preserve my art and I I figured out a way to actually create art when I'm completely blind and it's not mm -hmm. AI um I don't think I told you this um no you didn't I uh I'll have to send you a picture um I've figured out how to paint on canvas using um, dish soap and spray oh, paint. Wow. And yeah, because like the the spray paint doesn't stick to the soap. So, but then I got to wash it off. And yeah, it's a whole process to it. It's pretty, pretty neat. But um, hmm. as far as like my art, um, I've, I've been, all right. I started doing art because of my um, bands back in like the day when I was probably 13, 14. Right. You were like singing like in heavy, heavy metal bands. Oh yeah. Well, it was screaming. I wouldn't even call Can it. Can you give singing. me a sample? Can you give me like a <clears throat> little vocal demonstration? Oh yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Might need to adjust the volume right here. <laughs> back away from your mic a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, or like, nice. <gasps> oh, you were doing that kind of like the guar type stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and Did that you write lyrics with... and stuff like that? Or, 
Or oh, some yeah. mostly cover type stuff. Oh, no. All original. <laughs> okay. Awesome. You still ever but, do yeah. that? or? I, no, not really. It. I got older, and I, I hardly <laughs> even listen. And that was with no warm-up or anything. So I'm... I, I'm <laughs> pretty proud of myself i haven't done that in like <laughs> that was good that was good wow but um mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I i i got older and i honestly i mean i listen to it sometimes but i'm more into like like softer stuff now <laughs> yeah i get you <laughs> and, <laughs> it's funny how that but, changes oh yeah but um that's how i got into art because we were poor and we needed uh, shirt hmm. designs, and uh, <laughs> this is going to show my age, but my space layouts, like, you know how you could edit the HTML and all of that? But, um, so I was doing that, and so I, I needed, we needed artwork, and mm-hmm. that stuff cost a lot, and yeah. like I said, we were poor, and which most kids and bands are, and sure. so um, we, I, I started creating like really really bad really bad designs and but we loved them and Mm -hmm. we would get them printed and sell them at shows so that way we could uh pay for studio time and all right on i mean we had to do something you know like Mm -hmm. but that's how i got into art and it just progressed over time to where other bands were coming to me and i was doing it for free (laughs) and just Mm. to help out my local music community and sure sure so um after that i had a few venues reach out to me and uh, that that grew and grew and grew and it ended up being a career and i still really don't know how that happened because (laughs) it uh it was it was a wild ride like i would Mm -hmm. go to shows and like people would come up to me and be like, hey, you're that guy that created such and such artwork. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And But the craziest thing was when I started going to shows and seeing people wearing my shirt designs, like from other That's bands. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And But it was, nobody said that I was the one doing it, though. So I would go oh, okay. up to these random people. How would they know? Exactly. But I would yeah. go up to these random people wearing my designs and be like, hey, I created that. Uh, dude they looked at me like i was just the craziest person in the world and i had a few people like, just yeah like, sure buddy uh-huh thanks yeah. nice shirt and i would just i mean i had a few people like roll their eyes and just walk away and i i was like i i but i but i really did like i really did do that like, uh-huh. yeah sure buddy yeah but it was and but yeah, it just evolved and I started um, working with uh, music venues and mm-hmm. then I had other promoters start um, hitting me up about uh, doing posters and because that that was what I started doing for venues was creating mm-hmm. concert posters and right. Ooh, that that turned out to be a job oh. <laughs> with all these shows going on. Because um, I'm like, you mean about... that in a good way? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. And but there was um all these shows like every single night they were having different concerts and I would get to go to the shows for free and stuff and I was getting paid to create the artwork and they would uh, give me an open bar and I'm like this is living right here and partying was, for free oh yeah and but it just 
it evolved into something that I never would have dreamed of because mm-hmm. I mean, I've got to work with so many um, major bands, like, um, like I told you before, Ace Frehley from Kiss. I've, I've yep. worked with um, Riff Raff, uh, done posters for um, Goody Mob and CeeLo Green. Uh, oh yeah. It's so many, like so many different artists that I've had the pleasure of working with. And so looking through your link tree, do you have this anywhere? Cause I was looking, I see your NFT work. I see your super rare known origin, open sea foundation. Is there a place a person can go to see like some of these concert rock posters that you've made over the years? It should be on my website. I think I put it on your there. website. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awfully.com. All right. Okay. I got your portfolio here for that. Cool. Right on. So, okay, I see it here. So where it says portfolio, and then it says there. Okay, I get it. I just missed it. Right on. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot there. So what, uh, I'm curious, you know, being that your vision is limited, you know, and here you are making these pretty detailed posters. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm looking at some of these posters, like Uncle Doc's, for example, the cannabis Mm -hmm. company. Like, Mm -hmm. what's that process like for you then when you're working on this stuff? Are you working on like a very large monitor or how do you get around that problem? I have a 22 inch Huey on um, pin display. And sometimes I hook uh, my actual TV up to my computer if I like to see something really big. But with Photoshop and Illustrator, you can zoom in as far as you need. Sure. So, like, I can zoom into the pixel if I need to. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it, it it has, like, um, I guess it's evolved, like, to where I've, I've adapted to it. And mm-hmm. uh, if there, like I, like, I think there, if there's a will, there's a way, you know. And mm-hmm. if you really want to create something, if you, if it's something that you're passionate about, you'll, you'll figure out a way to do it. But, um, it, there was a time when I was like pretty down about my eyesight and I didn't sure, treat naturally. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it didn't help me or anybody else. And that, that's what, that's the point that I had to get to because it, it got really dark for a while. And uh, I was living in my uncle's basement at the time and mm-hmm. it, I, I hardly even left and I didn't do anything at that time. And I was sitting there just like feeling sorry for myself, like, which, I mean, you got to understand though. Um, when when I found out that I was legally blind, I was actually doing um, construction work. I was operating mm. a front a front oh, end wow. loader at mm-hmm. um at an asphalt plant. And oh wow, I, um, okay, yeah, and you can't um, really do that kind of work when you're legally blind, right? Yeah, yeah, and but I I was um. It's crazy. I was going to McDonald's and I was on my way home after getting my food and everything. And I was um, going to change lanes because I, I was driving back then, which is, shouldn't have now that I know. But um, I was. Uh, <laughs> well, if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, sorry. I'm interrupting I, you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, I was I was mur- I was changing lanes and. I did not see a car beside me and mm. I, I smashed into that thing and it like spun me around. I smacked a guardrail and ended up in a field and that wasn't even the bad part. 
Um, after mm. I got out of my truck, I went over to make sure that the that the guy was all right. He was out of his car and everything. He was like, I'm I'm fine, I'm fine. And you know, we called the police so that way we could do a report and all of that. And I, mm-hmm. I took responsibility for it because it was completely my fault. And but the the if it would have been the guy was on the way to um go pick up his daughter and okay. he was a baby. And where I hit him, I knocked her car seat clean across the car. Oh, wow. Okay. And if she would have been in that car, I would have killed her. Mm. And that's why I went to the eye doctor, because I was like, I I did not see that car beside me. Right. Your peripheral vision was just gone already at that point. And so I was like, I have to go get this checked out. I didn't see him. Something's not right. And then mm-hmm. I go to the mm-hmm. eye doctor and that's, that's when I find out that I'm legally blind and they, they did. So at that point in time, you were legally blind already and you were. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, but he told me, he was like, I need to go turn in my driver's license. Right. And of course. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Okay. And I called my like, boss. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And I called my boss and he was like, well, you, you know, you can't work here anymore. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And Shit. I, yeah. And I didn't realize that at the time, but all of my friends at the time bailed on me, like, because mm-hmm. I was the one driving everybody around and all this stuff. And they're dumb mm-hmm. now that I think about it for letting me, but, um, or getting in the car with me, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, um, yeah, I, I lost all of my friends. My girlfriend left me and oh, I wow. mean, it, it was bad, man. And so I, I was, I was pretty down about it and it got real dark for a while. But, um, after, after sitting there and thinking about it, like mm-hmm. for a long time, just what am I going to do? Like, this is it. Like, this is all that I can do is sit in the basement and wait, you know, wait for my eyesight to go. And then I was like, um, I got to the point to where I was like, this isn't helping me. This isn't helping anybody else. I need right. to do something. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I hit up um, one of my friends that was a promoter. And I was like, because I, I was still, I was doing art on the side before that. And mm-hmm. It wasn't like a full-time thing. It, I mean, even though I was working with some cool people, it was I was still working. But um, yeah. Uh, I hit him up and I was like, "Look, I have nothing else. I need to. I need to get back into art." And he gave me a shot. And even knowing that I'm legally blind, but he knew that I I, I could do it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he gave me a shot, and it was like I took it and ran with it. And yeah it just it grew even more and i put more focus on it and because i I really didn't have any i don't i don't have anything else other than art even now Mm -hmm. and like i've i've thought about and that's why i figured out a way to still create art when my when my eyesight goes because i mean that's all i know it's all that i i mean i can't do construction you know (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um you ever still yeah. do work with music at all, like specifically music? I mean, obviously you do graphic design stuff, but what I mean is musical stuff. Actually, I'm doing a poster for um, Ziggy's in High Point, North Carolina tomorrow. So, oh, nice. Yeah, 
uh, and that's a major venue. So right it's on. probably one of the biggest music venues in North Carolina. And Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I don't know uh, my North Carolina venues. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it, it was, um, it's well known and mm -hmm. like they had, a I've heard of Ziggy's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same one. Um, okay. But, uh, they've had, they've had people like Snoop Dogg perform and stuff like, I don't okay. know who I'm So doing. pretty big then. Oh yeah. That's I don't cool. know who I'm working for tomorrow. Like the band. Uh, so what have, kind of work will you be doing for them tomorrow then? Just a poster, just a I concert see. poster. Yeah. Right, right on. Yeah. What? Tell me about that process, you know, because it's, you know, obviously it's a commission type scenario. How does that usually work? Well, actually I'm doing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, right? Yeah. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, I'm really good friends with the, uh, with the manager. And okay. So I I like to help him out, and yeah, like I said, I don't even know what the show is about, but and I can go there anytime that I want to, and yeah, it's it's cool. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I still do free art from time to time. I don't mind it, mm -hmm. but um, it's usually music related, like either with a venue that I've built a really good relationship with over the years, or a smaller band. Like I, I'm right. not above um creating album artwork or shirt designs for bands that are just starting out and not mm -hmm. charging them because mm -hmm. i mean I, i've been there and it's hard so yeah i try to i know ziggy's they they have the money but like i said that's that's my boy and i i just i like helping people and well you know in the future maybe you do more work for them well i mean i could work for them all the time they want mm -hmm. me to but i don't what i mean to. is paid work i mean yeah. paid work yeah, <laughs> yeah i used to stuff. <laughs> i used to okay 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 but it just i, I like i like helping people man and no no i totally get that i just feel like you know sometimes artists you know get taken advantage of because of that nature yeah yeah and i've had that happen way too many times yeah um over the years it just yeah it's, it's they're like oh yeah he'll do it for us for free why pay somebody <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. oh yeah my uh, the first 10 years of my career it was like that and finally <laughs> and like, but the... it'll be good for your exposure that's dude, the argument they'll, they'll, dude, they, yeah oh my it'll be good God. for your exposure it's like you are just exploiting me <laughs> yeah and but I, I had to tell those same people like excuse my language go fuck yourself like yeah at some point you have to right <laughs> yeah i mean because i'm sitting there working my butt off man yeah and like but it 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 turned out to be beneficial because it, it did get open other doors you know right and so i mean in a way the exposure so worked. the exposure worked <laughs> So, yeah it, so everybody who's listening who's like yeah you know what i gotta stand up for myself and stop you know just accepting these gigs for so-called exposure and then they're like wait a minute though it worked <laughs> don't do it it doesn't work for everybody quick break here to talk to you about the heather parody podcast i've known heather since her time with nfts for newbies and now she's doing a new podcast exploring the stories of professional creatives artists and entrepreneurs finding out what it takes to make a living doing the things you love, and carving your own path. Check it out. 
<laughs> it never works except for I think you know you do have to work your way up like I've seen people who come into well this is in the NFT space but in general I think in in arts in general with the NFTs there was the boom and then you had everybody come in going oh well I'm going to make art and I'm going to sell it right and so mm-hmm. I'd often have people DM me and say hey you know like I'm going to be making this art and you know it's my first piece and da 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 how much should I sell it for and I'm like well, if you're brand new, like, yeah. you know, you got to sell it for pretty cheap, right? And they'd put it up for, you know, I remember there were ones where they'd put it up for one ETH or two ETH or whatever. Oh, and gosh. it was like, look, you're, nobody knows you, right? Yeah. And then they would be disappointed and be like, oh, this whole NFT thing's a waste of time when they sell <laughs> stuff, you know? And it's like, well, what did you expect? Like, <laughs> yeah. So you do have to kind of grind your way up for sure. Yeah, when I first started, I was thinking about that too. And yeah. I actually set my price um at 0.015. And right, I, yeah, that's that's a that's a, a price to start at. Mhm. Mhm. And Poopy from Doodles, um uh, he heard <laughs> my story and dude paid 0.1 when my floor oh, was nice. 0.015. I'm like, was this a mistake? Like, did you, <laughs> did you mean to, did you forget to put that zero? Miss the like, decimal? <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, that's, that's what you're worth. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, and that's how you, you know, you slowly build up that pricing, mm-hmm. you know? And then of course, when there's bad times like now, you know, you're not going to be able to ask the same price, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's a tricky part of the, of the profession. Hey, pricing, yeah. especially it, when you're new. Honestly, it's the same as music. Like, sure. There's times when people go through hard times and they can't afford, like like during COVID and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I did so much free work <laughs> just because, um, well, I did it to help out people because mm-hmm. um, the music venues were struggling and okay. they weren't doing shows. A lot of them um, in North Carolina that's where a lot of my work was done in North Carolina because that's where I grew up but um Mm -hmm. a lot of them weren't even doing shows they were like the blind tiger in Greensboro North Carolina they were um actually doing um like free food they was out there like cooking on the grill and letting the community come by and actually um get like hamburgers hot dogs they had vegan options and like mm-hmm. it, was, it was wild and they were vegan like, options in greensboro north carolina wow yeah i'm the, impressed the owner is vegan that's the okay. only reason i was gonna but, say it um, <laughs> doesn't seem yeah. like your typical me- vegan type oh no locale. it's all barbecue and everything yeah but, i was gonna say <laughs> but it, uh, <laughs> they were doing stuff like that and they were like we need to advertise so the community actually knows what we're doing and mm-hmm. so I did the free advertising advertisements for that. And I just, I like, it's what I grew up in. So I like helping mm-hmm. out people that are trying to help people. And a lot so of, so where do like, you draw the line with that? You know, maybe we can talk about this a little bit, you know, for people who are, you know, in their earlier stages of creation, you know, where do you start saying, okay, no, I, I'm not doing this for free. I'm going to, you know, set a bottom line here when it becomes a regular thing, like okay. if I'm doing something for a venue and it's like all the time. Yeah. No, I'm getting paid for my work at some point. And yeah. like, 
so if it becomes like a steady gig and yeah. then at that point they just dump you has that happened where you're like hey guys like i can't do this for free anymore and they're no, like okay them. we'll find another freebie right what's that i dump them like okay <laughs> I, I and and like i've had a i've, I've told venues like no i'm not i'm not doing anything else and then they'll go try to find and they have they went and found people that'll do it for free and then the attendance like drops because mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to talk like like i'm a, a the best designer ever but like when you look at the quality of the posters that they were having with those my dogs are uh playing sorry no worries <laughs> not a problem it, when you would uh when you would compare the quality it it wasn't there it wasn't up to my standards because okay. I, I like to I like to kind of blow people's mind mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put a lot of work into those posters man and I it, it it just didn't add up and they would come back to me and be like all right how much are you how much do you want to charge and <laughs> that would put the ball in my court and right. then I'd be like all right this is my number you can either accept it or go back to the dude that you're working with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nine times out of 10, it would, they would be like, okay, you're, you got a deal. And it is one of those kind of tricky things because there's no standard yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we're all out here just individually negotiating, say commission work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I, I have commission project. I have a project I'm doing right now. That's, you know, commissioned uh, project with uh it's for a it's called biz glitch and i've created a whole series of pieces 366 pieces actually oh wow uh, one for every day of the year including leap years <laughs> and uh there's a lot of work um because they're all handmade um yeah. and so you know but it's one of those things where it's like hey like what's a fair price for this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um and we're all out here just kind of in our own space negotiating this stuff on our own and one person will say oh that's way too much and another person mm-hmm. will say oh that's not enough you know and wh- how do you judge that for yourself well you, it's hard because and, mm-hmm. and you have to work your way up um yes when i first started like charging people it was <laughs> it was ten dollars a poster sure. and so, but then it just, it, it kept going up and up and up and up, but you also got to think of the quality and the type of stuff that you're creating. And, um, but you also have a reputation that comes with that, right? Like regardless yeah. of the quality, you know, yeah. there's, there's an appeal to having it made by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You have to build your reputation and mm-hmm that goes a very long way and you have to get out yep. there and actually meet people and interact with the public. And yeah, mm-hmm. that, so, I mean, it, it, it takes a long time to get there. And main, th- the main thing that I think is just being patient. And mm-hmm. I mean, everything has its time. And like, even in NFTs, I see a lot of people talking about how they don't have sales and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, just, just wait just keep working the whole market's in a, in a severe collapse right now because of ftx you're not going to be making a lot of nft sales right now yeah well i mean <laughs> even in the bull market there was people talking about that there right. wasn't 
making yeah. sales. And I mean, it's because they haven't built a reputation. And right. like, like the only reason that I was making sales, I think, is because of my reputation in the music industry. And mm-hmm. it, um, it, it, I, I had a like my portfolio. People could go see what I've done in the past. And it also, I think that, um, they want to know that you're not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. if you have a history in art, that that kind of uh, backs up that um, you're not you're not going to leave. And mm-hmm. so it does um, it does like it, it takes a long time and everything. You, you got to be patient and especially in music um, because it's, it's such a saturated industry. And sure. Everybody, everybody wants to be a rock star everybody's an artist and <laughs> yeah and but it, it it just takes time and mm-hmm. start low. and persistence you know tell me about your uh, super rare you know how you got a super rare wasn't that just through like daily harassment of the super rare company of the super rare uh, reps yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and for actually, how long were you doing this contacting them on a daily basis about a year um <laughs> Every morning, I would wake up and tag um, both John. Super rare like, Zach or super rare John or no, the yeah. co-founders like <laughs> right? both Johns. And I was like, "Hey, is today the day that I'm going to be accepted?" No answer. <laughs> Next day, hey, um, is today the day that I'm going to be accepted? I, I don't. Did you forget. actually complete the application process, or did you just tag them on Twitter and that was your means of getting them to I, get you on? I, I I did the application one time. Yep. And okay. they denied me. And, okay. and um not an unusual that, result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is where persistence comes in. Um yep. I still kept talking like and I, I they were both in a Twitter space and I went on there and they was like, um, let's open the floor up to questions. And I got on the microphone and I was like, hey, just so y'all know. Either y'all are going to accept me or y'all going to have to block me. Like, I'm not stopping. <laughs> and both of them followed me right then. And I was like, well, that's that's a good that's sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Like, <laughs> I really like block. Wouldn't. Yeah. And I was I was so nervous, like, after that. Like, I was like, no. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm committed now. Yeah. So how but, long um, after did they actually add you on to Super Rare? Well... <laughs> That's kind of funny too. Um, they didn't. I um right. actually went through uh, spaces, and that's oh, okay. how I got on Super Rare. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, me too. Oh, which one did you get on? Uh, Museum of Crypto Art. Oh wow, they turned me down too. Um, <laughs> oh, because for them it was a time thing. Like you had to yeah. be in the space for a given amount of time. Yeah, but I will give it to them that um they 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 thought about it and they tried. But mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the head person was like, no, we're going to stick to the schedule and everything. Because, I mean, they, they even told me that I have an incredible story. And mm-hmm, which you do kind of make me feel good. But um, mm-hmm. it uh, I hit up Monogramma because I seen that they had a contact thing on their website. And right. I hit him up and I was like, told him my story. And next thing, and I thought it was spam, to be honest with you. Cause I, next sure. thing I know, I get an email and I'm like, uh, they're like, Hey, we would like to have a meeting with you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. 
and turned out to be real and I, now it's I got a Twitter space and like now John from Super Rare is a collector of mine and that's pretty Tom wild Perkins. that he collected your first piece that's cool yeah I kind of yeah. I kind now of you only have them. a couple of pieces on Super Rare like what <laughs> are you uh adding to this collection anytime soon I have a piece coming out the 16th okay um, okay okay it, and, right away yeah that's uh it, and it's kind of cool um most of the pieces that i do have zero meaning behind them i just like creating artwork like i i see people with like all these elaborate stories for their artwork and everything and i'm mm-hmm. like i really don't have that um so <laughs> i was <laughs> like um let's think back to my childhood and one mm. of the best times of my childhood was I would go to this um, boat landing and I would fish off of this dock. Mm-hmm. And it's a very exaggerated uh, uh, depiction of that area. And okay. I, uh, like the, the, it, there wasn't a bunch of big buildings. You'd have to see the piece, but um, there wasn't a bunch of big buildings or a lighthouse. It was actually across from a golf course. But okay. I was like, I don't really want to paint a golf course. And <laughs> but I had to have something in the background. And so I just, I went with it. But yeah, that that's what it's supposed to represent is okay. somewhere that I felt really, really good and comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And that I actually spent nights there just, just fishing and mm-hmm. kind of sound kind of fits my accent probably that i'm sounding like a little redneck kid over there just fishing at night <laughs> like come on down yeah, there. It's, it's your it's your happy place yeah yeah mm-hmm. and but it just i i i, I love that piece and mm-hmm. yeah yeah so are these be... pieces are you creating these digitally or are they hand painted or what's the story they're digital painted um okay on my, using what uh, what tools uh Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, I have a, like I said, I have a Huey on uh, tablet that I use. Um, it's a pen display. I have a pen like where I can draw. Explain on to me what's monitor. a pen display. It's just like a monitor that you can draw on. It has a stylus. I see. Um, okay. Pen, like just like an iPad, except really big. Like okay. Said, like twenty-two inches. But um. Okay, I thought you were saying pen display, not pen display. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. just a monitor, basically, that you can draw on. Like, so what kind of size are you talking about here? What size monitor are you drawing on? Uh, 22 inches. Okay, nice. Yeah. Ooh, it's I'm not... jealous now. My iPad's only 13 <laughs> inches. <laughs> see, I thought about getting an iPad, but I was like, uh-huh. I, I won't be able to see that. And mm, It's just so, too small. Yeah, but I, and I was going to get a Cintiq until I seen the price tag. And I was like, mm. yeah, I can't <laughs> afford that. Yeah. So I I looked up reviews and I was kind of scared to be honest yep. with you. Um I didn't know if it would work. I saved up for months just to be able to buy this thing. And I was like, I I pray that this thing works. And <laughs> it took so long to get the hang of it. Cause I, I bet. had a um I had a uh uh like um uh bamboo, just one of the little black uh pads that you draw on um right i had one of those and i i could i could do it because i would have to like i I had my monitor like so i Mm -hmm. could see what i was doing but 
I would try to look at the at the tablet and there's no screen on there. Right. So I'm sitting yeah. there trying to doesn't feel draw. the same. Yeah. And so I, I I used that and um but with Illustrator uh I, I can I can everything's like uh Illustrator smooths your lines out kinda if you have it set right. But um yep. and so I can do that and like zoom in and everything that I need to do. I I mm-hmm. make it work. Um like I said, if there's a will, there is a way. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I just I I really I think my workflow is a little different than a lot of people, but in a way mm-hmm. it's not. I just zoom in way more than sure people probably. <laughs> right. But it, it's yeah. fun. I like yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So with this, you know, is super rare where you're mostly aiming to release your work now? Because you do have work on known origin and foundation and open C and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's where I'm going to, cause that was the goal when I first, when I first got into um, crypto art, um, I was Googling marketplaces and I seen super rare and I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, my app, my eye condition is super rare. That's where <laughs> I need to be. I didn't know anything about super rare. And right. So um, I was like, but that that's me. I need to be there. And so I, I messaged them and they told me that I was everything that they stand for. And then they mm. denied me. Um, right. <laughs> but I was talking. We to love Ed, your story. Um, Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. But I was talking to Ed over there on super rare um, through the chat thing and on the website, not even on discord mm. or anything, but um, it was like a, a two day delay between messages. It, yep. it was like ascending but it was basically us sending like letters to each other. We were pen pals yep. for a little bit. And yep. so um, he finally told me like, Hey, why, why don't you just hop on discord? This would be a lot faster. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I did it. And, um, but, but yeah, I, I knew right then, like that's where I needed to be. And I wasn't taking no for an answer. <laughs> and, Cause I'm, so how long you've been on super rare now then? a uh, few months i i really don't know um okay i i i should probably uh write down dates and stuff but i <laughs> i don't um yeah i just like creating artwork man it just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's something that i've always loved doing and yeah it just i don't know uh but i felt like super rare was the place that Mm-hmm. I needed to be even before I knew how exclusive it was. Um, right, right. But I just felt like that was that fit me as a person. And I'm yeah, I'm blind. just looking you up here. I'm looking up your creation, and it says you minted on July 26 mm. was when you first minted on there. Cool. So that's been a few yeah. months. Yeah, that's the advantage of all this NFT stuff. It's easy to look up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look, um. Look at the bids uh, on the first piece. Um, the lone rover piece or the awful piece? The awful. Um, mm-hmm. Both. It's called uh, awful, by the way, listeners. I'm not saying his piece is awful. It's the name yeah. of the piece. Yeah. But uh, both um, co-founders <laughs> actually got into like what I like to call a bidding war. Oh, nice. Yeah, I see that. On that. So I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> That's a good feeling, right? 
Yeah. Now, before being on Super Rare, were you mostly just minting on OpenSea? Because I, or like you also have a known origin. Was that something you'd had for a while or what? Um, that's kind of crazy how that happened too. Um, they were doing a community call on mm -hmm. Discord, and I had just joined the Discord. And there was people on there talking about how um, there was like, when are applications going to open up? When are, when are you going to open mm -hmm. applications and stuff? And I got on there and I was like, look, I'm a legally blind artist. I don't want to apply. How do I get on this thing? And I got a message from one of the admins. He was like, Let, let's do it. Like, he, he, I guess he looked up my work and like what I've done mm -hmm. in the past and stuff. And that's I didn't cool. even apply. It was, nice. was kind of wild. Yes, you were there for like, you were there in June already, but you were in Super yeah. Rare like a month and a half later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And it was it was cool. They um they actually uh at the same time I was actually featured on Mintable. Um, mm -hmm. I was a Mintable featured artist at the oh, time. Oh wow, that's cool. And yeah. I, I I don't know how all this stuff is happening, man. But <laughs> so, what do you it, think with the you know with the way the market's kind of taking a turn for the worse? Obviously, with stuff that's way beyond the control of any NFT artist, you know, with FTX collapsing and so forth. You know, how do you know artists who are you know in this space? How do they? How do we get through this? Because it's going to be rough for a lot of people, I would think. Don't let it bother you. I mm. mean, it's it's not that bad it's not the end of the world and it could always be worse and as long as you're still working you're still able to create your artwork you're good i mean it's it's not bad i don't think i mean there's you don't bad... think things are bad right now in the space no no i mean <laughs> really yeah yeah sure prices went down but <laughs> yeah i mean we're still able to create artwork and right okay i see what you mean yeah i mean as long as you're able to create artwork you should be thankful that you're even able to create it like mm -hmm. so i don't really think it's i mean yeah my portfolio looks horrible i don't look at it anymore but um, what do you mean it looks horrible i don't understand like, <laughs> the prices like the the value drop <laughs> i see what you mean yeah but but i mean it just i thought you meant your art portfolio Oh no, that I think that yeah. was great. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that was you know you're talking like you're the value of your holdings. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, drop. I get but, you. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really let that affect my artwork, and I don't think anybody else should either. It shouldn't make anybody just depressed or sad or anything. Like you're you're still able to create art, and that that's what we're here for is to be able to create artwork and. I mean, yeah, you might not be making a lot of sales, but when things pick up, you're going to have a ton of artwork that's out there for sale mm -hmm. and or that you're holding on to for that time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just keep working. That's the way. That's what I'm doing. That's my plan. Just keep working, keep building. And main thing is um, uh, keep uh, cre creating relationships because that's right. what I want to do. Right. And yeah. now that um, everything is dropped, it's a perfect time because the people that are in it now, they're in it like for the yeah. long haul. And yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that you really want to make a relationship with. And I think so anyways. 
And so just keep doing your thing. And that that's my, that's my plan. Just keep working and be thankful that you're even able to create artwork because there's, there's a lot of people that aren't artistic and they're not in this space building and creating. So, I mean, in a, in a way it's, it's good to reflect on stuff like that. And I mean, you're not going blind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, just, just think about stuff like that. And I, I, I like, I don't, I don't, I don't really think like, I don't think negative about anything. I really don't. I just, there's a positive situation. I mean, there's a positive uh, thing behind everything that bad ha that happens that's bad. And mm. like uh, with uh, FTX, that's a bad player that's out of the, out of the space now. That's a good thing. Yeah. For the long no, run. that's, that's a good argument. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it was going to happen eventually, you know, it might mm -hmm. as well happen now. Yeah. I suppose Better so. now than later. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause imagine if, imagine if all these regulators were already in the space and then this happened, right? There, there would, mm -hmm. there would be so much, um, there would be devastations. Yeah. 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 And it, it wouldn't be good, even though it's not good. It's not great right now, but. It would, it would. I feel like it would be even worse if it kind of blows the, my mind. They got that far that they were that successful when there were obvious problems. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I seen him on um, uh, SBF on uh, CNBC, and mm -hmm. I kind of I had a bad feeling about him when I seen him mm. because I just I don't I don't know why I just don't trust him. And mm -hmm. I mean, now I know, like looking at <laughs> hindsight, like, yeah, yeah, shouldn't have, but um, yeah, I don't know. I never used FTX. I never had any, anything to do with that. I just, I didn't trust him and mm -hmm. because he tried to sound way smarter than he is, I think. And okay. I, I don't, I, I don't try to be anything that I'm not. And mm -hmm. he tried to use all these big words and stuff. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> make it your own tv they, these people especially with cnbc there's a bunch of people that don't, have no clue what you're even talking about like mm -hmm. make it to where somebody can understand it and so i didn't like that part of it and it just sounded like he was trying to trying to sound impress people yeah yeah and i'm not about that like even even though um with my artwork that i've done in the past i hardly ever talk about that because mm. I don't, I don't care to impress people. I don't. Mm -hmm. That's not my goal. I'm here to preserve my artwork and create more art. And mm -hmm. I mean, sure, I could throw it up to everybody. Hey, I worked with the dude from Kiss, like, or <laughs> or Riff Raff. And well, there's nothing wrong with mentioning that or people, you know, seeing that and going, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I do talk about it if people ask me about my history, but sure, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want people to judge me off of my past, like the past mm -hmm. work, like, oh, well, this guy, he's done this, this, and this, he's going to be worth a bunch of money one day, like his art's going to be worth a bunch, and I, because there's no guarantee, you know, just because of what I've done in the past doesn't mean that, I mean, my artwork, I, I like it, but 
<laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Like just just because you have a reputation doesn't mean that that brings value. I don't think. I don't. You know. don't think so? Isn't that like a huge part of it? You said earlier that the reputation was a massive part of it. Well, in music, yeah. But that doesn't translate over to crypto art, I don't think. You don't think so? The reputation of the artist? I don't know, man. I think that's a huge know. part of it. I don't know. I mean, maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it does. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, I guess it does because that's, that's... That's what probably... people like base their decisions on buying from you based on, you know, your history and knowing yeah, you and knowing your story really and... See that that the story part is what I think is important, and I know that's right. a part of my story, but that's that's not like that's that's not who I am. I'm more than just what I've done in the past. I have more to bring, you know. Sure. And like it's, I don't know. It's it's hard to. I I don't I don't I don't know. It's. That's a tough one because I, hmm. I don't want to go off on my reputation in the music industry. I, I don't want no. people to no, I because I'm I'm not really doing that anymore, and I I don't really I, I don't know that stuff kind of got old and mm-hmm. having people. I, I that's why I, I like this space is because it's something new and it's something new mm-hmm. that I can do, and I had to I had to work from the bottom, you know, right, and, right. So I kind of like that. I like doing something new and creating a new story, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I I guess, I mean, my reputation probably did have a big factor in like people buying my art when I first started, but. Sure. Of course it did. I mean, I, I, I want it to be more than just my past. I want people to look at what I'm doing now and it because of that not not based on what i've done in the past because i guess my thinking is when people are buying your art they're buying it because it's created by you yeah okay so they want something that's connected to you yeah yeah i i get that and that's why when you're brand new even if you make a great piece of art it's going to be tough to sell it because people don't know who you are they don't know your story yeah. Right. And that, uh, that's why I'm doing my show too. So that way people can get to know other artists. And totally. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. to me, that's what it's all about is that connection you make with the, the collector through them having a sense of knowing something about you and then having something that's created by you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm honestly, I've never even looked at it like that. I just okay, interesting. I don't know. I just like creating art. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> yeah. think about anything else. I just I don't know. I just like creating artwork. <laughs> well, if you're enjoying it, that's the main thing, right? Because if you're not enjoying it, then this is a pretty tough space to be in. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, most people in my situation wouldn't even be doing cuz I I don't talk about I I posted about it um a couple days ago but um Mm -hmm. i actually put myself through a lot of pain to create my artwork Mm. and so i i 
I think there's like because you you've talked about this a little bit before where it causes a lot of eye strain of course and you get like your eyes hurt you get headaches yeah and I gotta lay down and right it it so if I didn't love art and creating art I, I wouldn't put myself through that but sure um, of course it's a yeah just a love of art and just being mm -hmm. able to create that that's what I like hmm you know, maybe I mean, we can end with, second. we talked about it briefly the other day, the idea of like, I'm wondering about like for you, you talked about being able to create your art, continue creating art when you are blind entirely, mm -hmm. which I suppose that's somewhere down the road, right? Yeah. Um, we talked briefly about it, the idea of accessibility, like how does someone like you still, you know, yeah, okay, so you're successfully creating the art, which is amazing. Um, how are you going to interact with the platforms? How are you going to be using things like MetaMask and those sorts of things? How's that going to work? Well, um, there's a program called JAWS, J-A-W-S, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, that actually will read everything on the screen on my computer. Okay. Um, but as far as like the mobile side, a lot of the platforms that they're, like, they suck as far as right. mobile they don't even think right. about the accessibility part no because i have my um my screen zoomed in as far as it go of my phone um because yep. i don't i don't like the i mean i have it where to talk to me but i can't stand that like where to um the oh what's it called the uh where to read what you're doing and i i don't I don't like, like it. text to speech. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I don't like it. So I and I have <laughs> I have eyesight in one eye halfway. So if I can do it without having that, then yeah, I'll do it that way. But when I do lose my eyesight completely, it um it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be some mm -hmm. some complications that I'm gonna have to overcome. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do it like i just i got to you know yeah like yeah. there's there's no quitting in me i don't mm -hmm. like i told the people from super rare i don't quit and i mean if i was gonna quit i would have gave up a long time ago and mm -hmm. so i just i'll figure it out as i go and you adapt to your situation and yeah that's basically what's going to happen i will figure it out and mm -hmm. i will try to i'll try to blow people's mind and like also i think me doing it now um when that happens i'll be able to help out other people with eye problems and help them navigate mm -hmm. the space and mm -hmm. like show them like hey this is how you do this this is how you do that and mm -hmm. but as far as like setting up a wallet, I'm I'm kind of scared about that. Yeah, like for for blind people, that that terrifies you me. You basically because... have to have someone helping you with it. Yeah, because which I mean, is not really ideal if you want it to be totally private. That's the whole point of having a private wallet. Is yeah, I mean it defeats the whole purpose. So somebody yeah. needs to step up and make it. And I was thinking about that. Um, Ledger could do like. Um, they could do it audio, like put like a headphone jack in yeah. there yeah. and make it where it reads it out to you. And no, that's a really good point. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to put some effort into that. 
Yeah, and the people could, uh, or even make it to where, um, it's stored on like a you can store it on like a USB drive or something, some other way than just writing it down, because. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I you can store it on a USB drive, but. You know. I didn't know that. Wow. I mean, but yeah, it just you could just store your keys however you wish. Really, it's not as secure as you know plain old yeah. paper but <laughs> yeah but i mean there's got to be an easier way for people that are no yeah i agree yeah. like because they're going to be left behind and mm. that that terrifies me because they i mean there's a lot of stereotypes about being blind and um a lot of people don't know this either but um 80 of blind people can actually still see a little bit it's it's not right. usable sight but mm -hmm. they can still see and um we're not helpless we can there's mm -hmm. there's blind video game developers there's um a dude on youtube that does like blind uh, movie reviews i mean um molly burke she's a youtuber um amazing like the stuff that she does and i mean this it's really the only thing that i can't do is drive a car and that's mm -hmm. only because elon musk won't get back to me about a tesla so and <laughs> come on yeah, you think that'd be a matter of time you know matter of time before you know you will be able to just oh use oh. a self-driving car right dude and maybe further at, away than we hope but when i was at the uh the department of the blind uh doing my orientation and mobility training and going to school up there uh, learning how to like live as a blind person um uh, Virginia Tech came down there with a prototype of a car for mm -hmm. blind people and mm -hmm. you um you wore these gloves and it would like vibrate uh if, if you had to turn the more it vibrated like like say on your left uh hand um it would vibrate the harder it vibrated the more that you had to turn left and mm -hmm. kind of scary I'm like and they wouldn't let us drive it though but mm -hmm. I was like come on man let me get behind that wheel. I will test this thing. I will go right. four-wheel driving. Well, like... I mean, as of now, like, I mean, yeah, there are self-driving cars, you know, to an extent. Um, mm -hmm. But, of course, you have to be a licensed driver still. Good point. I don't know how that's going to work out, like, because we can't get driver's license. Hey, right. that would be so cool if I could get a driver's license again. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the future it'll be a possibility. I don't know. Dude, if I get a driver's license, I'm 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 going to make that. No, I'm not making that as an NFT cuz that's got personal information <laughs> on it. But <laughs> Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would love to be able to drive, man. I, that's right. the one thing um that I miss. That, sure. That gives Just you the freedom so of much, it. Yeah, it gives mm -hmm. you so much independence like yeah. Um. Where I live, I can't even go to the store by myself without. Right. Because I live on a main highway. And okay. I did. I did go to the store by myself. I grabbed my cane and I walked in the median of a major highway. That's not safe, dude. No. No. I was scared. Uh. I, I about just sat down and waited for somebody to come by and pick me up. But I was, <laughs> I was so, and I didn't think it through. I was like, I can do this. Not thinking about, Hey, all these trucks run off the road and there's pothole. I mean, there's like little 
divots in the grass and stuff. And I'm sitting there like tripping the whole way. Up. I made it and I made it back. So I'm pretty proud of it. But whoo, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> like, that was that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah it's it was... uh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was uh... I wouldn't recommend it for any blind people. No, don't do not do that. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be walking in the middle of a highway, regardless of their sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hard headed. <laughs> like, people tell me I can't do stuff and I'm like, watch, watch. <laughs> like, um, my brother, he, uh, <laughs> when I first, my brother is a bad influence. Um, when I first found out that I was legally blind, he was like, I bet you can't drive anymore. I'm like, no. And then I thought about it. I was like, give me your keys. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Shit. And <laughs> where he lived, it was like, um, it, it was a, it wasn't a crowded area. It was, it was a, not a busy road or anything. And I got in the car and I was really? like, come on, you getting in the car? He's like, no. No, I'm not getting in that car with you. And I I was probably, I couldn't even see the speedometer, so I don't know how fast I was actually going, oh, but shoot. it was basically idling just the whole way up the, and I didn't go far. And I got so scared because I, I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing that. But uh -huh. um, I got so scared, I just put it in park and I got out. I was like, you got to come get it. You, you yeah. got to come get this. And wise decision. I mean, yeah. a little bit late on the wise decision, but ultimately you made a wise decision. So that's good. Well, my mom, <laughs> she doesn't, um, she, she doesn't cut me any slack either. Um, <laughs> this is how crazy my mom thinks that I, well, no, I am kind of crazy because it was my idea. Um, I told her that I wanted to get into woodworking. <laughs> um, Anybody that knows woodworking knows that involves saws. Um, yeah. So for Christmas, I, that was just an idea. I wasn't like really, really keen on becoming a master woodworker. And for Christmas one year, I opened up a present and it's a table saw. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, mama, um, wrong idea. And she I was appreciate like, well, the gesture. Yeah. And she was like, it was either that or a four wheeler. I'm like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> like, hey. she's like, you can do anything. I'm like, yeah, thanks for having faith in me and believing in me, but I'm going to die because of you. Like, because <laughs> she knows that I'll I haven't tried the table saw because I'm scared. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should. No, I gave up my woodworking career before it started. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I had a plan to build me a desk, and uh -huh. that was it. And she's very supportive if I have an idea. Well, that's that's a positive. She has faith yeah. in you. Yeah, but yeah. she also I mean, makes... she's trying to say, hey, you know what? You can do whatever you set your mind to, right? That's exactly. That's what she's trying to say. Right. Exactly. But yeah. at some point, she needs to think like, Hey, maybe he he might be able to, but this might actually hurt him. Like, right. Yeah. But like walking but she, along a highway or across a highway. Well, she wouldn't have let me do that. I had to. <laughs> I had to do that when nobody was around. And yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so glad that she didn't come down the road like and see that. Right. Oh my gosh. 
uh, it it would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you, thank you so much for uh, spending this time with me. And uh, that's cool. You got a piece coming out. You said the sixteenth on yes, Super sir. Rare. Awful yes, Eye. Uh, it'll be your third piece. First piece collected by the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Super Rare. So that's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. So good, good news for you. And uh, I hope that uh, you continue to enjoy being a part of this space and that we can stay connected. Yes, sir. And I thank you so much for doing this. I mean, I had a blast. I was kind of nervous to be honest. I told you I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. um, this is actually my first <laughs> podcast. So. Oh, right on. Very cool. Yeah. It's a learning awesome. experience. Absolutely. Right on. Well, hey, thank you so much and uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of NFP with Decline, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.